Do you know the game Mensch ärgere dich nicht? <laughs> I don't know any games at all. I know Twister. Ah, yeah. Do they have that It's in Clubhouse? It's almost like Twister. It's almost like Twister because there's four colors, uh, like in Twister. Uh, actually, it's not like Twister at all, but there's four colors. <laughs> Yellow, uh -huh. yeah. Same four colors. Uh, but actually, it's a board game. It's the German name for a board game. Uh, the German title means, Hey, bud, don't... Uh, Fret, don't don't get anxious, don't you know, don't get annoyed. Uh, uh, the the old traditional version of you mad, bro. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, yes, that's pretty good. Um, right, and uh, the the English title uh, there's several names for it. Apparently, the branded name is Pachisi in the U.S., but um, in in the game Clubhouse Games for Switch, uh, the game is called Ludo. Um, And, uh, well, I, let's say I'm the Undisputed Champion. <laughs> Isn't the game entirely RNG-based? No, no, you see, uh, on, uh, on, on, on Wikipedia, uh, it's called a strategic, uh, it's a strategy board game. So, uh, oh, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. I was, so I was when you very... throw the dice, you strategize right. where they land. Exactly. Uh, how long you shake them beforehand <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So I out-strategized uh, both, uh, well, some people from the side, notably uh, Calvin, um, who we, I, th I don't think I've lost a game to him in, in any game so far, like uh, across the board. And if everything we've played, I, I think I've won everything, which is, I, uh, you know, it's not a big, it's not... I, I think Cal's radiating too much dad energy now. So now he's just, he likes board games, but he's bad at them because... He only yeah. plays with children now, so this is where <laughs> well, we're also at. he was also he was a he used to be a, a game journalist, so uh, <laughs> you'd expect him to be professional at this. Well, no, you'd expect no. I, okay, <laughs> I was making the I was making the opposite point, but uh, I could be sarcastic when I say that. I've seen I've seen journalists play Cuphead. I'm just kidding. I'm just, is is wait is Parcheesi the only game on Clubhouse? Why is this the game to talk about? Uh, mainly to dunk on, on Calvin, I guess. Um, is that not reason enough? Uh, <laughs> do you do you dunk on him on like Mancala or anything? Oh, we haven't played that one yet. Yeah. Oh no, actually, I dunked on them in Chinese checkers uh, as well, which uh, I played for the first time when we played it. Uh, but uh, yeah, not even a, not even the sweat broken or whatever. <laughs> how do you say that? Do you normally break sweat when you play board games? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the German in you. It just the blood gets flowing. Not against these guys, but uh, you know when I play my my league games, <laughs> the, when I play the ladder. What is your ELO on Parcheesi? <laughs> it's uh, it's five. <laughs> yeah, five. Okay, yeah, that's good. Could I say an actual word, <laughs> non-ironical? Uh, Uh, thing about about clubhouse games it's it's very fun um it's very light and sort of easy to uh to play with people online uh with some quirks uh you can't really quit out of a game stuff like that it's there's some weird decisions that uh, were made but uh it's it's a package with uh, you know a lot of a lot of stuff in it and uh 
the presentation is nice, sound design is super nice, the little the wooden pieces and everything sounds, when it hits surfaces, it sounds exactly right. Uh, very, uh, very pleasant. Um, That's good. You heard it here, folk, here folks. Uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. how German money equates to American money, but how much was it? I think it's it's a budget title. Uh, I think it's 40, 40 euros, but I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I got a bit cheaper because, yeah, because the pre-order price. This makes sense. You pre-order all board game video games? <laughs> yes, all of them. Actually, uh, well, I didn't, expe- <laughs> I didn't expect to go on this tangent, but do you remember the Battleships uh, 360 game? No. Why would I? <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's probably the best version of Battleships. Like you, The presentation was really nice. I think it's like a Ubisoft Hasbro, one of those Ubisoft Hasbro uh, collaborations, which they did. Um, not entirely sure, but pretty sure. And uh, you have like abilities and stuff and um, that you can use to like sort of uh, locate uh, ships, like little radars and stuff like that. It's really, it's cool. It's, uh, oh, it's but that, that doesn't balance. seem balanced for PvP. The no, meta is no, completely screwed up when you introduce champion abilities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are six minutes in and still being ironic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, this is, yeah, six minutes in and still ironic. That's the Daydream cast. I'm Pavlos. I'm Brogan. And, uh, well, today's game is uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon. But uh, we have plenty to talk about before that. Um, we actually have news for the first time. Like, we have developing things that aren't the games we've played. And then we will also talk about the games we've played. So, do you want to uh, start us on, on our first topic here? Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I should just talk about the uh, itch.io bundle. For those who are completely unaware, itch.io is basically like a, a, a digital platform for... Uh, smaller, uh, in, mostly independent um, games. Think of it like Bandcamp for video games. And uh, due to the recent um, things that have been happening, I want to say mainly in the United States, but also the entire world's been, you know, seeing and reflecting on it. Uh, the Black yeah. Lives Matter, um, George Floyd uh, tragedy, right? Uh, they've yeah. introduced a bundle for that um, where it's got right. like. Over a thousand uh, independent games, all for the small price of five dollars, and it's a really good deal. And the five dollars goes to charity; it goes mm-hmm. to supporting Black Lives Matter. And um, yeah, they smashed the goal. Uh, we should say they smashed yeah. it. The, uh, the goal, which is great, and um, it's a great cause. They added more games. Uh, you know, while the bundle was up, they added a good good deal of. Um, I I, di- I didn't want to complain because it sounds like I'm. Because of the games, I spent an hour on the original 700 games sorting them out, and then when they added another 700, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> did they add them like into like randomly into the list? Of yes, or did, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you went through the list, it was it was double. It was like 25 pages, then it was 50 pages, but it was the same list, but like every four or five of them would be a new game. Right. So, uh, intro the worst the possible way to do it. <laughs> yes, uh, it, but it's inverse to the quality of the bundle, which is amazing. Uh, 
it's a fantastic bundle, possibly the best bundle ever. I'm, I, I think we can say that. Like, it's I, bucks, I think right? if you're going by strict value, listen, guys, I, I spent worse on candy bars at gas stations. I, I will go through ten dollars yeah. wasting it. So, unfortunately, uh, this we can only say this uh, to like. We, we're talking about it because we want to highlight a couple of games and also announce a little mini feature. But because the bundle, unfortunately, when this episode is out, it will be over. Um, but also, I guess on the off chance, maybe they extend it. I don't know. They, uh, they. I mean, they might do that. Um, they I, might do that. But I, 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 I just think yeah. it's that's just one of the products of our cast being bi-weekly. But um, no, I, even then, I would recommend. The games we talk about would still be worth exploring at full price, right? Right. So. So yeah, uh, I guess we can say first that uh, since we had we now have this uh, gigantic bundle uh, with so many games in it, uh, we want to do a little thing where we uh, highlight something out of it, um, sort of play because the, a lot of these are also like uh, like small, short, experimental stuff that. Uh, wouldn't necessarily fit on a storefront uh, like Steam or whatever, uh, which which also means that you know also just blow through some stuff uh, really quick if you if you like to, you know if you want to try stuff. There's also like actual like Steam reviews. I on, I am I personally say. most intrigued by the smaller games because a lot of them are like products of uh, game jams, right? And right. game jams are just sort of like concentrated effort into being creative and sometimes you can see really cool mechanics out of that yeah yeah i already looked if i if a game i should look i didn't look again after they added stuff but that was an itch game once that i really wanted to to try uh, i don't think it ever landed on steam maybe it did who knows but it's called like the good gardener or something like that anyway uh so uh, always get an eye on twitch they always have like so much stuff that looks really cool and uh i mean a lot of stuff is also just free to download so, um, so, so yeah, I always, uh, always want to try whenever I end up on Twitch, it's always like, Oh, I want to try, try this and try this. Um, and now I have a huge, uh, huge collection, uh, to try and, and you do too. So we're going to be highlighting, uh, something every week. Um, but, uh, for this now, will be a much, much better replacement for the animal crossing segment. Wait, hang on. Much better than what? <laughs> Much better than what? <laughs> you know, the Animal Crossing Minute. I'm going to be naked about this. It's time for it to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Animal Crossing Minute is getting buried. Um, right. I guess for the avid fans, I should say that... Um, right. I, I, uh, I'm at a point where it's just the same thing. Where I just... I, uh, where I just... I don't even play every day. I play like every two or three days. You can talk about it when they add the cafe in and Brewster or some shit. Of course, yes. Uh, but but it's no longer gonna be the the ten minute attraction it once was. Right. Although I should still say Shark Month is still on. Uh, so get Shark Month. Shark Month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Talk about your uh, to your game that you want to highlight here from the bundle. Um. Okay. So the game I lined up already was Death and Taxes, which came out mm-hmm. I think only a couple months ago already. But um, it is yeah. ultimately a bureaucracy game. It is much in the same style as like Papers Please. Mm-hmm. Um, you play as a newly deceased person, or 
I guess a better way to say is a newly formed Grim Reaper. It's a lot like those sort of uh, stories. And um, you are in a sort of hierarchy business where you have to approve or disapprove uh, human beings to die. And you have quotas to meet. Specific kinds of people need to die at specific times. But Mm -hmm. you can also disobey the quota and uh, there's multiple endings, and there's multiple plays on morality, etc., etc. Um, it's a lot like Papers, Please, if you understand that sort of concept. I would say, I would say personally, it is for sure worth playing, and for sure worth uh, exploring. I don't know how much it was outside of the bundle, but I, I thumbs up from me. Um, I don't think it's as good as Papers, Please. I think Papers, Please is a little bit more. Um, graceful in how it did things there's a lot of uh-huh. there's a lot of attempts at pure humor in um okay. i'm not saying papers please didn't have humor but like this is meant to be more of a dark comedy it's meant to be like oh you're in hell purgatory or whatever the, mm-hmm. the, it does a lot of that waxing philosophical doesn't work sometimes but i think on the whole it is definitely worth a worthwhile experience great uh sounds good yeah i will try thumbs up for sure well, I have a, I have a, I have a game that's called The Real Texas, and you hadn't even heard of that. Uh, no, you're pulling out the obscure stuff, the deep cuts. I'm ready. Yeah, uh, it, it was talked about a bit when it ca- came out. Uh, it's, it was on Steam. It's on Steam as well and stuff. It's, uh, it's a top-down sort of Zelda-like action adventure game. Um, I think. Uh, I've seen it. Um, I've seen it um, described as a mix of uh, Zelda and Ultima, <laughs> which is pretty. Uh, oh pretty wow, funny. that's <laughs> that's a uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the appropriate reaction to that. Uh, I would say it's because you you have like items that you can use, and uh, you talk to people. Um, it's the, the writing and the atmosphere is, is uh, what it's all about. It's very surreal. I think uh, when you were reading up on it, uh, when I told you earlier, you mentioned the word Kafkaesque. Um, it's still very humorous as well. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's uh, the real Texas. I sound smart by saying the word Kafkaesque, but that was literally just a tag in Steam. Right, yeah, no, that's why. Uh, that's what I was saying. Uh, you were reading the word. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it looks really fascinating, and I will actually play it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of writing in games. Um, but aesthetic isn't necessarily an important forefront, and neither is gameplay. It's just, it's just whether or not the experience is worthwhile. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, uh, check those out. Uh, more to come. Um, um, did you see the PlayStation 5 reveal? Yes, uh, yes, I saw that. <laughs> did you actually, like, watch it, like, as it went on, or did you just, like, check the headlines later? I, I sort of, no, I, I, I wasn't home when it, when it was happening, so I went back, yeah. Oh, uh, you had a life, I see. Um, it was actually exciting. I, I enjoyed the experience, and I think it was a good show in contrast to Xbox. I think it's a much more positive experience when you contrast it with the Xbox Series X. Why is that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a meme back in the day where PlayStation 3 didn't have any games. Yeah. I think the tables have turned now. <laughs> My god. Um, right, so they showed a lot of games for sure. Can't... Uh... Can't can't fault like can't say they didn't. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, actually, I'm curious to see your standouts more than mine. Because uh, if you're a listener well, of the podcast, you can guess probably one of the standouts immediately. But you go ahead, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I do love uh, Ratchet. So uh, Ratchet and Clank, is, it's always good to have it back. And um, obviously looks looks like Ratchet, in, but, but sort of technically uh, adjusted. Is it weird that I got my hopes up during the Ratchet trailer? The, the the weird dark future dimension thing looked like Haven City from Jack and Daxter. Ah, weird. That you I, I, that. I got like my hopes up for a crossover, and then it was like, nope. Yes, that's so weird that you mentioned that because at the end there's like a little uh, sort of new character introduced, you know, there's like this little zinger. Um, and for some reason there, I also had the feeling that something was going to be like. You know that the zinger was going to happen at the end, so I also expected. I was thinking Sly Cooper. Uh, uh, I was expecting expecting him for some reason. Um, we we've got so, crossovers on the brain instead of actual effort. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it well, looks better. Well, 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 hang on, hang on. Actual effort. They just did a they just did a girl version of of Ratchet. <laughs> whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa! No, yeah, you're right. No, but it still yeah. looks good. It it still looks. No, right. the design looks good. The design looks good. But yeah, obviously the trope is like a bit. It reminded me of Crystal from Star Fox. Well, not the design, but the sort of the trope or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. <laughs> did you like the remake? I didn't. I I I haven't had a, the, the means to play it. Oh, I see. What was the last Ratchet you played? You mean like uh, last that came out, or last that? that la- I, la- I mean, like basically the last ra- most re- recent Ratchet in your memory. Well, I played the PS2 ones and uh, the, uh, the PSP one. Size matters. Uh, the classics, clearly. <laughs> Did you play, like, uh, Future or Quest for No. Beauty? No. I didn't have a PS3. I, th- I think I'll be very... I mean, obviously, I'm not saying you will buy a PS5 and play this game. But um, mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see your perspective on a new Ratchet. Um, yeah. I think that would definitely yeah. be worth exploring. Um, can you tell we don't want to talk about Circle of the Moon? Because I'm, I'm just talking about every possible game ever. Um, no, that's fine. Um, I think... Yeah, I, I would hope I can play all the PS3 and PS4 ones on a PS5. Or let's say I'm not saying I'm gonna get a PS5, but let's. But it would certainly uh, increase the chances. Let's say it, because uh, you know if they did this kind of backwards compatibility uh, in a meaningful way. I uh, I don't hold my breath for Sony backwards compatibility. I've I've sailed that ship with the PS3 yeah. and the PS4. I don't know yeah. why they'd start now. Um, that's just me being cynical, though. Um, sure, sure. We'll see, we'll see. I we'll mean, see. I, I, hey, man, I love yeah. to be proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, But, right. uh, more to the games, I'm actually excited by, uh, the Little Big Planet, um, platformer. <sighs> I think people uh-huh. were upset that it wasn't a make-your-own game, but I, I was actually just happy to see Sackboy back. I just want the gaming mafia to come and, uh, sort of, uh, you know, put an ice block, uh, Put Sackboy in an ice block and just throw him off the pier. Dang! <laughs> Pablos wants to murder Sackboy! Uh, Holy crap! Yeah. I think during the conference, uh, I wrote um, to you, like, t- t- take someone take a little big plant out back and <laughs> put a bullet in it, please. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, you, can just, you can pick your uh, murder fantasy of choice here, but uh, yes. 
Not a fan, let's say. <laughs> well, well, I, I would Sorry. argue with you, but I do not want a Little Big Planet cast ever. You heard it here first. Great, that works for me. Um, <laughs> we can talk about more about the games. Uh, there are a lot of buzzes around uh, bug, bug snacks. Um, that's the that's the one by the guys of uh, the maker, the developers of Octodad, correct? I think so. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, that's I'm super exciting, and the game itself looks exciting. It looks, you know, it looks it looks like a game that we can definitely turn into a meme for a while. It it reminded that. me of like it reminds me of Viva Pinata meets um the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs Two Island. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. It, but uh, th- there's no other further commentary to that. It just, <laughs> that's what it looks like aesthetically. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think the indie showings were great. Uh, some cool stuff there, um, for sure. I like the. Well, I'm gonna forget the name. Uh, with solar something, um, solar ash or something like that. Oh wait, are you talking about the the game by Hyperlight Drifter people? Right. Yeah. 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 Solar Ash Kingdom. There we go. Yes. Um, that game looks really good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Right, and some other stuff. Um, I hope the I, I think the new Housemark game it looks a bit I don't know uh, it looks a bit generic, but uh, I hope the I hope they sort of um, like this you know they they sort of move away they're moving away clearly from a purely arcadey experience and you know trying to do narrative trying to do story and stuff. I hope that stuff isn't just cliche and 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 you know dumb. Uh, because the gameplay actually looked intriguing, like sort of a uh, 3D um, running gun sort of bullet helly thing. <laughs> it's hard to, uh, hard to describe, but uh, sure. there was a clip, a little snippet of gameplay in the trailer, and uh, it could be cool. I mean, there's also other games to talk about, but honestly, who cares about Souls games? I mean, <laughs> they're garbage. So we could just move past that and talk about... What did you say? Souls games? Yeah. Demon Souls. Whoa. I want to talk about Demon Souls. Oh, oh. I'm trying to be subtle and coy about it. Um, right. Well, I, I'll let you. I'll let you talk about it. I, I'll, I'll say it in a way that maybe you can be interested in. I think Bluepoint <laughs> as a developer is slightly concerning. I didn't fall in love with their Shadow of the Colossus remake. I think mm-hmm. they abandoned a lot of an ori- of the original aesthetics for the yeah. sake of modern, sen- quote unquote modern, quote unquote AAA sensibilities. Um, yeah. That being said, Demon mm-hmm. Souls also looks ugly as shit. So <laughs> I, I, I'm still down for a remake. I don't care. I'm putting my foot down. The Demon Souls remake needs to be uh, broken, basically. It needs to be as broken as the uh, original. I don't think they're gonna do that. I legit don't think they're. Gonna yeah, well, do that. that's disappointing then. <laughs> Easy <laughs> as that. Like that's the game. That's that's what the game was the about. The only thing I want to stay and they should not touch is the cat ring symbol next to your health bar. If you know nothing about this, you should Google Demon Souls cat ring symbol after this podcast, or during if you're listening. Let's let's talk about, uh, let's mention a couple more. Uh, what did you think about um, here, the death, well, I always get them confused, well, always since since they showed it, uh, Death Loop and 
Death, Ghostwire Tokyo. That is the yeah. Shinji Mikami right, uh, right. title. Yes. Um, it looks worse than I thought it was going to be, which is sad. That's that, that is sad. It doesn't uh, look bad. It just looks no, no. um. It just looks like it looks predictable and tired. And um, sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I don't want to say I was expecting more, but I was yeah. expecting more. Um, yeah. The Death Loop game is that what is that? Is that the one by the guys that made Dishonored or something? Yes. Um, I'm excited by it. Yeah, it looks good. I think it has a cool style. I think I don't like Dishonored personally, so. Uh... It, I I have not played Dishonored. I never wanted to. However, the game still yeah. looks good. I stand by that. Right. I think it's the first. Like it's it's it's. I was, I was um, surprised that um, it looked intriguing to me, uh, despite me not being really down with what they've made so far. Um, but yeah, it looks uh, looks cool. I hope that uh, I hope that turns out. And the the final question I got to ask, unless you really wanted to talk about another game, was. Uh, uh-huh. Go ahead, if you wanted to. Okay, I can. I can. I just wanted to do one more. Uh, do which it. Is... Hit me, boy. <sighs> Goodbye, volcano height. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about Goodbye, volcano high if you want. Me to. Uh, do, do I have something to say about it? Actually, or define something to say. I think it gets too much hate. I th- I think okay. people okay. are really. I think business wise. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think artistically I can respect it because I mean hey you want to make the game you want to make <laughs> business wise right. basing an entire thing on scalies was a bold decision um, because the scalies aren't even part of the furry community and the furry community isn't necessarily beloved uh-huh. either so I mean the game I did want to talk about was Kina Bridge of the Spirit um, I do you know which one I mean No I'm gonna look it up while you talk about it. It's a new, it's a new studio, and uh, it's just like a very, uh, very sort of, I don't know, like PS2 GameCube sort of action, 3D action character game. You you worry when you look at something like Naughty Dog. You worry mm-hmm. that they like that Sony and developers have abandoned that era. But like right. games like that still give you hope that like no, that that era didn't go away. It's just yeah. Smaller. No, I, I, but it's very rings very true what you say. I would say the that's one of my big problems with the the conference and Sony just overall is is that uh, and has been for a while, a good while, is that their sense of history is what I'm missing from them. Um, I don't want to see like, Ridge Racer or Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is the most boring thing. Should, I'm just kidding. Yeah, where's Ridge Racer? Like you need to. Rich Razor's iconic to Sony conferences. Yeah, where's Ape Escape? Where is uh, I? I mean, I. I, I did want Ape Escape. I think Ape Escape yeah. was necessary. Where's Jumping Flash? Where's uh, No One Can Stop Mr. Domino? Where's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Intelligent Cube? <laughs> I'll settle for uh, I'll settle for Sir Dan. Medieval. They did that remake. Uh, Medieval. They did, and I think it didn't sell well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Either way, my my ending point here was how yeah. do you feel about how the console actually looks? Uh, <laughs> well, well, you should start maybe. You like the you like the design, right? I don't hate it. Here's the thing: is people were so eager to 
talk about the black monoliths of modern game consoles. Yeah. Um, and then it didn't become that. It looks instead like a, it looks like a internet router with, I guess, white fins. But <laughs> yeah. But to me, it looks good. I do not care. I like the white accents. Right. Um, I I'm definitely in, in favor of sort of mixing it up. Um, for sure. But yes, uh, the actual design, uh, I think that I, th- I don't think that gives you the license to just do whatever. And <laughs> I, I definitely do not like the um, sort of the color combo, the spoilers, right? They they would, uh, yeah, it just looks like easy to break or like, I don't know. It doesn't look as uh, compact. It, it definitely feels like the fins and the white was added after the fact to differentiate it um i i i just like the idea of differentiating it but yeah i don't think the execution is particularly well i think maybe later iterations of the playstation 5 may make it look better but Mm -hmm. um also we love nintendo products here and nintendo is not necessarily the best at making great color combinations or well well hang on hang on I, I thought we, I thought this was a design-wise. I mean, this was a GameCube household. This was a like the GameCube best. We design. can we can love the GameCube, but also acknowledge its uh, its unconventional what? attitude. Sure, but <laughs> I use I I tra- are you, uh, Am I trashing it? No, I'm not trashing. Are you it. talking smack about the purple here? Well, we we will save GameCube trashing for God episode fifty. God damn it! Um, love the purple. Gotta love the purple. Um, I think that wraps up the the PS5 talk. Um, I think yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes. I think they could use some more legacy uh, legacy titles in there. But um, here's hoping. Um, is, was there another game you want to talk about, or do you just want me to jump into no, the last No, well, game? I want to talk about uh, your game. I, I tried so hard to complete this game for uh, yes. what you're playing, and yeah. instead, I was graced with misfortune. I was going to play the Bug Fables um, mm-hmm. game, the uh, Paper Mario clone. Um, Does it have a subtitle? Yeah, I think it's like The Lost Kingdom or something. I can look that okay. up. Uh, yeah, Kingdom. it's like The Bug Fables Something, something. <laughs> yeah, it's the everlasting sapling, but the, everlasting yeah. sapling. There, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you could have just had that ready <laughs> instead of putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I guess my thoughts. I I I was playing up to chapter three. I think there's like seven chapters, um, mm-hmm. much like Paper Mario. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I was I was like halfway through chapter three, and then my save file like it. It was deleted. It was gone. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's like an autosave issue or something. Yeah. Or whatever. But yeah, I just, I loaded up the game one day and there were no saves for it. So it is a dead on arrival. However, I would recommend the game to people. Um, I think you and I would have a complex discussion on it. But to people that go, people that look at, let's say, Paper Mario, the Origami King. And look at yeah. how it approaches Paper Mario differently. Mm-hmm. And they go, man, I wish and I just got in. the thousand-year-old door too. I the wish I got that. You should get this game. This is the game for you. They do a lot on the style to recreate that. 
and um, well, personally to me, the writing would be the most important. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the thing is I think a lot of people, a lot of people probably have different things they like about a Mario RPG, which is why you yeah. get such different opinions sure. on it. Um, right. And Bug Fables to me wants mm-hmm. to capture pretty much. Um, I would say the singular aesthetic of the Thousand Year Old Door, in contrast to Paper Mario in general, it wants to make you go on a grand adventure. It wants to make you um, do the standard uh, companion thing, and it also um, really mechanically wants to um, evoke those feelings. I think mm-hmm. the game is like double down on mechanics. It tries to be harder. It's a harder Paper Mario. Um, okay. It has more extensive party member abilities in combat and out of combat like the actual dungeons do feature your separate party members switching out to utilize the stuff and in a much more i would say intensive way than a paper mario to me Mm -hmm. and you the writing matters more and the writing i'm not gonna trash it but it's not top tier um are you excited for origami king uh, actually, I haven't looked. They uploaded a more in-depth look on it, but uh, since I'm already, I like, I love those first two, especially the first one. But I love the first two games, uh, Pippin Mars. Don't get me wrong; they're by far my favorites. But like, I can, I'm not, you know, I'm not the type to write an angry uh, tweet uh, uh, after uh, like every time they they don't uh, do exactly that again. So. Um, so I'm I'm pretty open anyway. I'm definitely gonna get it. So I haven't looked at the second video there they uploaded where they uh, because those games are also about variety in the sense that sort of the things that happen to you, the characters that you meet, the situations, the bosses, the the you know what I mean. Um, it's about it's sort of a game about surprises. It's a comedic game in a lot of ways, and um, um. For me, to me anyway, that's the the side of it that I that I really um, uh, that I really respond to, and and that's um, uh, so so I just didn't want to sort of spoil uh, the surprises. Um, I think I saw the second trailer. I saw like the extended like this is what's you happening. Did, yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Um, but I would say. Um, I think I was pleased by it. I liked it. I it I, it does feature new things. It features mm-hmm. some things people would criticize over, but I never ultimately cared about. And yeah. um, it looks creative. The actual mechanic system, the battle system, is different, right. and it's creative in that sense. And I like it. I I like color splash. I'm like I feel like sometimes I yell. It's like yelling to the void uh, when uh, when sort of trying to. Um, to, to highlight that game and or praise that game, it's like it's a we still Wii U only uh, t- sort of Paper Mario game that people still just look at and see like oh it's not the RPG gameplay so y- yeah I, I think there is a heavy bias going into it but um it's 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 really it's it, it had it, I'm not saying it doesn't have is- issues like it, there's way too many toads in the game that's sort of the cliche uh, criticism but also unfortunately. Uh, very uh, true and correct criticism, um, but the it's super funny. Um, the there's some great cameos and like great characters uh, that you meet and really fun uh, sort of scenarios. That's the right word for Paper Mario, I would say. Scenarios for different worlds. Uh, 
where like to me um two thousand uh, thousand year door um isn't it's not untouchable in that aspect like there is it has issues for sure if, to me um like the hub world <coughs> isn't that great uh that some of the chapters are sort of you know they're definitely weaker than, than the first uh, overall and stuff um so the second game is, even isn't untouchable. It just uh, elaborated on uh, the game mechanics-wise, um, which which was good. They did a very good iteration on the first one. Um, but I think you can do a way better game than the second one, uh, where you you know fine-tune the systems even more, but also like really nail the scenario and the world and uh, the characters, the chapters, the. Um, what do you call them? The little with people that follow you, um, companions. companions? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, that was my my big uh, <laughs> Pepper Mars speech. And I'm ultimately agreeing with you. I think I think um, uh, my personal favorite of the Paper Mario's was Paper Mario 64 as well. It yeah. may be my favorite Mario RPG. I think Superstar Saga on the GBA mm-hmm. might compete with it, but otherwise. Um, Nothing else would probably, um, yeah. and I would say I liked. I actually loved Super Paper Mario, and I yeah. liked. I didn't love. It's not that good of a game. Sticker Star. I never played Color Splash, but I am yeah. also open to alternative methods for Paper Mario. Um, yeah, people really hate Sticker Star. It's amazing. Uh, how, it's how not that it. offensive of a game. It doesn't try to do anything to hurt you. Like emotionally. <laughs> well, it's not what I want. That was my impression of. I'm. All, I think this is a volatile podcast. I think we're we're aiming for hate mail. I think hate mail is better than no mail at this point. I, I agree. I agree. Send us your hate mail, please. Um, but keep it civil. Or <laughs> uh, not. I mean, I can read it. I I have thick skin. Some please some. Some contained hate. (laughs) Some well-mannered hate, please. talk about the game um it's uh, castlevania circle of the moon or for people in my neck of the woods just castlevania <laughs> the first one like uh no wow. but it's, it is just called castlevania uh the GBA, what what uh, great titling yeah i think it's like fire emblem except um i don't know us was like uh no there people remember these old ones and uh Maybe here they went like nobody remembers these old ones. How, how popular <laughs> was Castlevania in Europe? Oh, it was it was popular. I mean, Symphony of the Night and stuff. Like it was definitely popular. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, know. I, I was under the impression the only place that wasn't crazy popular was Japan, but I might even be wrong on mm. that. I was under the impression Castlevania was definitely a Western game for Europeans and Americans, 
at least from a Maybe. Konami perspective. Well, because of the sure, because of the horror, the like Halloweeny aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just biased in assuming that. But I, uh, I can swear. Yeah. I mean, who knows? The series started out with sort of it was sort of a gallery of like, uh, sort of very famous um, horror and monster uh, movie and literature uh, characters, right? Um, and uh, very Halloweeny in that aspect. Yeah, definitely try to utilize uh, horror iconography for a sort yeah. of action experience. Um, and uh, yeah. that's definitely one of the areas where I actually like the abstractness of like Castlevania's art. Castlevania mm-hmm. 1 and Castlevania 3, to me especially, look really great <laughs> when it comes to like monsters and how the Belmonts look and stuff. Yeah. I, like, I love that sort of abstraction when it comes yeah. to the sprite work. It's a very iterative series. Um, yeah. They repeat, they reuse a lot of the same sprites. They uh, reuse a lot of the same level layouts. Um, yep. And themes. And level themes, themes and all and of that. bosses. But I keep coming back anyways. I oh, can't no. stop. I think that's the appeal. Like, they do it in a way where it's like, well, you you also have the characters, like the, the vampire clan, the clan, vampire hunter clan. Belmonts, but also like uh, related characters. You have like what I was like was how the games just started with the characters. Either the first sequence was going up to the castle, or there's some standouts like what is what is it like uh, Rondo? I think uh, where you're like on the on the carriage. Um, yeah, yeah. R- Rondo starts on a carriage, and um, I mean even like Castlevania Three has like an extensive walk to the castle. There's there's yeah. multiple levels before the castle that sort of set you up. It it varies, but but yes, like even now, circle like it starts out uh, just in the sort of front in the like entrance hall or whatever of the castle. It's just it it's right in there. It's like it doesn't waste time, you know, with like setting things up. It's just like all right, uh, Dracula is getting. Uh, no, that also varies, but it's like it's rumor, rumors that Dracula is getting resurrected, or oh, we know Dracula is getting resurrected, or oh shit, he's getting resurrected right now, or he's already resurrected. <laughs> uh, one of those, and uh, it's a very complex lore. The vampire Ghostbusters uh, arrive at the scene, and uh, and and yes, I like how sna- like, I like how sort of in media's res it is uh, about it, and um, sort of really. Uh, starts starts in in the action you you know what i actually like about this circle of the moon setting is um it's sort of a more <laughs> modern um castlevania yeah. it actually takes place during world war one obviously that's mm-hmm. not crazy modern but in like the context of the entire lineage or whatever like that's a yeah. relatively modern game and it succeeds uh the genesis uh at least it's called bloodlines here i don't know what the genesis version was called for you guys but. Yeah, uh, Bloodlands. Yeah, um, the yeah. I think so. We should say Circle of the Moon first. GBA title, as you said. Uh, what is would commonly be called, or is commonly called, the Igavania structure, which is a uh, basically a Metroidvania where you uh, you have the big castle and it's like open to you, except it isn't. Not every corridor is because for some you need items uh, to to traverse to go through them or whatever to break the the barrier, and um, and you get those by beating bosses and stuff. So, but you're basically exploring. Um, there's stuff hidden all over the place. Um, I, th- I guess a another um, sort of 
very very important uh, um, property about uh, the Igavania formula. Formula is the the RPG elements. So you have stats um, which dictate sort of how much damage you do, how defense, um, some other stuff. Uh, you level up um, to get st stat bonuses. You there's there's equipment which the enemies drop. Um, I guess you could call it loot, but you know it's a limited amount of stuff. It's not very. Uh, but, but yeah, there's RNG involved in getting that, getting those drops from enemies. Um, right. I think that's the. I would say that's the formula in a in a nutshell. Would Would you add something to that? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything about it. I would just uh, for people that are still yeah. uh, like mistaken on the context. I would say that this is in contrast to classic Vania. Which is right, uh, right. very lin. It's not necessarily linear, linear, but you do not have an expansive area to explore. You have segmented levels. Level based, yeah. You, yeah, it's level based. It's uh, most like you're pretty much playing as a whip hunter, and you're going through the things. Whereas Egavania's uh, playing as a whip hunter is actually usually a uh, weird thing. Circle of the Moon's weird in this aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time, you'll be playing as a alternative character. Symphony of the Night is probably the premium you know pinnacle example the platonic ideal of an ego vein it's the template it's the template uh that they all yeah. follow circle uh i would say in some way although the, the concept is uh symphony of the night but however uh, it's clear to me now having played this that circle is sort of the uh let's say it is a it is a, also a template for the gba and the ds games uh just in terms of sort of translating that scale, but also visually the look and everything, and even the characters and the the, the sort of the narrative, the 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 the, um, the kind of storytelling for these. Are you talking about the rival aspect? <laughs> sure, it, all that feels like um, closer to well, I would say the roots lie in this circle, circle of the moon, and not in, in, the, in that aspect, and not in symphony. So it's like a template for the these um, portable uh, Castlevanias. There's a lot of DNA already in this uh, circle, circle game. I would say. Uh, I would totally agree, and I think an easy, tangible example for this would be the DSS system, right? Um, there's mm -hmm. the normal leveling, as you mm -hmm. previously mentioned. But each uh, Egovania Past Symphony has its own special quirky system added on top yeah. of it. And yeah. Circle of the Moons was card-based. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, in Circle of the Moon, when you attack certain enemies, they would drop cards. And those yes. cards, um, you can utilize your magic bar. And um, you have two sets. One set is the type of thing it is. I think an easy example would be Whips versus Shields. And then the yeah. second set of cards would be the attributes. So the top row, you'd have like a whip card. And then the bottom row, if you unlocked the flame card, you'd have a flame whip. Right. And it would uh, combo. like uh, Yeah, it would have like different combinations, basic ability, and then the modifier on it. Yeah. And you would have to find out what it is, It uh, which is, I don't know, how, how did you feel about that? That it's like uh, you basically have to perform the right action for it to, to unlock the description. Of I, I like it in, in a standard sense. I like it in the normal like attack ones where it's like, oh, you know, yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think some of the more obscure ones, um, yeah. I, I think it should have said for the 
One of them is like uh, it doubles the hearts you pick up for the sub weapon. Yeah, and that that kind of thing needs to be said outright, or else you will never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't trigger the action of the of the combo, it doesn't unlock. It doesn't sort of spell it out in the description of the combo uh, going forward. Um, but it's a minor thing. Um, I like that system. I like the card system. Um, Obviously, it's uh, it's this is the first one here, and they tried stuff, and you know, there's you still you just have to go into the menu and change it. Um, so it's not like obviously there's there could be like super more elegant ways of doing it, um, but um, but no, I think uh, the the it was fun. It's it's and it's like I would say this is a game where the systems they it's not overwhelming. It's like a super moderate amount of, of systems that you can deal with basically you have the the whip you can spin it around and you can you can whip normally uh you have this card system which is like the left trigger uh to activate and you have uh sort of movement abilities that um you unlock the, that's the metroidvania part so you get a double jump you get the whatever you, you get a run speed instead of your slow run speed, speed. Which is great. Uh, oh, you also have a slide from the beginning, and it's great that it does. It, it's not. It doesn't make you invincible. Well, it does if you kill the enemy with it, but um, but it does damage, which is very. It, cool. it does and, like decent damage too. It's not like yeah, yeah. sad. Right, you can kill like a lot of like skeletons and stuff like the standard enemies. You can just slide through them, which also keeps you moving. So uh, that's really cool. Uh, I thought. Um, so so yeah uh, the well since we were talking about about narrative um the premise is uh very simple um you get a i forget the name of the master um i think they i mean uh they call him master and i think his first name is morris to to go into lore master mode real quick i think they do some confusing things like um <laughs> camilla is clearly carmilla from previous yeah. titles and is clearly based on the Carmilla literature figure, but they yeah. have a different name for her here. And likewise, um, the Morris character is meant to be the Morris character from Bloodlines, Bloodlines but yeah. they change his name um, to like Morris being his first name instead of his last <laughs> right. name. And uh, it's Morris, uh, Hugh is his son. Um, yeah. And your character, I don't remember the main character's name. Uh-oh. I think it's Nathan, right? Yes, it is Nathan. You are correct. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, they're all vampire hunters. Um, Dracula is being resurrected by Camilla, and um, you're going in there to stop that. But um, yeah. when that happens, uh, Dracula sort of banishes you all. He banishes you and Hugh down into the depths of the castle. And he right. takes uh, the master for himself. Yeah, to feast on his soul or whatever. Uh, and and yeah, you have to fight your way back, and you know, let's say also deal with uh, with with the other guy with, the, with Hugh. Uh, He's not nice. He's not particularly great of a guy. Not a no, not a real you know. Wouldn't really wouldn't necessarily grab a beer with him. No, no, he's not a bro. And and that's uh, you know, it's super quick. The intro, you get dropped down to the catacombs, and uh, there you go. It's simple. There, there's not many cutscenes after that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I like that. Uh, I think it's uh, sort of maybe... Uh, I would obviously have to replay some of them, but um, I think it's maybe the closest one of these Igovanias is to the uh, classic 
um, style of it. I, I, I mean, I, I would say yes. Uh, Harmony of Dissonance also has a Belmont as your main character, and technically Portrait of Ruin has a whip user. I don't qualify that one as much of a classic, but mm-hmm. uh, Harmony of Dissonance would be the only other one that would particularly utilize the classic stuff. But I think yeah. here in this game, it is totally the case that it is a blend of Symphony of the Night and Classic Mania. I think those yeah. two are very apparent here. Because it's so reduced, uh, with, with, because the systems are still very reduced, and the um, and the narrative of the story is like, you know, there's not a lot of dialogue, like you said, stuff like that. That's why I would say that. Um, but yeah, they get further and further away from that. Uh, without, not, with, not, you know, they don't lose the, the series identity, uh, but uh, but yes, they go full on on the on the Metroidvania um, later on. But uh, but yeah, uh, the music. I was I was gonna say once you drop down, the music kicks in, and uh, I think the soundtrack is is great. It's like exactly what it should be. It, it it remixes. What what I like is it's not necessarily reusing entirely. It remixes yeah. some previous tracks and also has a kick ass bass. Yeah. Yeah, I think it sounds great. I mean, people uh, like to uh, say uh, mean things about the GBA sound uh, sound hardware. I think it's because um, I can't quite remember it, but I think the technical explanation why it could be why why sometimes the sound maybe wasn't quite up to it was that you would have to uh, sort of allocate cartridge space to the music. Um, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, yeah, it's sort of, it was a, a weird thing where it was a trade-off, where it's basically something that I'm, I'm not a, you know, I'm not an expert on stuff, but something where if in other cartridges or whatever, it would be like a separate thing uh, where it would have like a separate trick space for it. For GBA cartridges, it was like a trade-off. You would have to sort of allocate space to the music. And so depending on, uh, you know, uh, how they how they would prioritize it from game to game, you know, some 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 soundtracks could could uh, sort of come out a bit, you know, gimped or sort of uh, um, it would feel like uh, it was held back by by hardware. I mean, I definitely think in specific context of Circle of the Moon, it's very impressive. I mean, Circle of the Moon's a launch title, and it's it's yeah. able to render this sort of thing. The only other like launch title game i remember with sound vividly is the mario mm-hmm. port the super mario brothers 2 port yeah um and that sound was bad that's what i needed <laughs> yeah the, um the but space. um even visually um i mean i think it's a heavy meme nowadays when you talk about circle moon to talk about the context of the original gba not having a backlight but i think in modern times this because like for instance you played it on the wii u gamepad and um, mm-hmm. the bright screen definitely helps the game a lot. Oh yeah. And um, I, I, even then, I like the palette. I do. I I don't think it's a bad looking game. No, not at all. Um, no, no, I think it looks. It's a totally, you know, totally what it should look like. Pixel art uh, to the uh, Castlevania title. I I think some of the art is even very cool. Like uh, some of the enemy designs, or like. Uh, even in an intro cutscene, when you see the obviously symphony-inspired uh, um, Dracula design, but yeah. uh, rendered in the GBA style, he looks great. Uh, I agree. Yeah. 
Um, you know, one thing I should say to I want to say to Dracula is like when you when you when you build your castle, like what you know, why, why have those safe rooms? Like you're just making it hard for yourself. Uh, you know, why why just just leave those? Even out? he gets lost in those. Yeah, you think he has to save as well? He's like, oh, yeah, I, I think so. Alucard does. So clearly, right? He does too. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I just <laughs> gave you a complex lore reasoning. How did you like the castle layout in this one? Um, the castle layout. Well, um, it can be it can be a bit confusing, but uh, honestly, this uh, from my memories of like even the DS, some of the DS titles and stuff, it. It's always a bit confusing. <laughs> like you always have to sort of. Um, it starts. Let me put it this way: it starts becoming a problem once you step away for a bit, or like, uh, and I, by a bit, I mean even like, even like an hour. <laughs> like even if it, when you take a break, or for, for me anyway, uh, even after a short break, I come back. I'm like, okay, where was I again? Aha, uh-huh, okay, uh, and just have to sort of get my bearings again. I I think that's definitely a problem with like. All right, this can be easily explained technically. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's an issue with landmarks. Um, like Symphony right. of the Night has a lot of landmarks to it. But also Circle of the Moon doesn't right. have a lot of uh, varied enemies. Um, I don't want to be sure. like disparaging to it, but there's a lot of recolored enemies and a lot sure. of the and a lot of the areas are just big old wide versions of this the area in general. There's not Oh, oh, when you walk into a room, you don't think of how different the room is. And that mm. is really where it becomes disorienting. Um, especially when they become long hallways or whatever. Um, I, I personally liked the verticality used. I think this this game plays a lot of... Uh, it does a lot of giant hallways and does a lot of giant climbing stuff. But that being yeah. said, I think verticality really works for yeah. Castlevania. This is one of my favorite... Uh, clock tower uh segments um personally uh-huh. yeah um i like the little like j- dancing on the things with the medusas and all that that stuff's mm-hmm. all really fun to me and that was probably my favorite part of the game was that chunk um up okay. to mm-hmm. um whatever i started losing steam in the game once i got to the sewers and once i did the final strokes there's also interesting platforming with uh, like metroid uh Super Metroid-esque, uh, like freezing. Uh, it's even like little brains, which remind me of Mother Brain, um, where you have to, where you do the combo, uh, where you the card combo, whip and uh, ice, and then you can freeze enemies and use them as platforms. Um, you can also do it with the stone one. Um, I was yeah, also gonna right. say you can uh, wall jump in this one, like Batman. I got like yeah. heavy Batman nest vibes already. For sure. For sure, but yeah, uh, the the power ups were were. How did you feel about the power ups that you get? The uh, sub weapons, you mean? No, the well, the sub. We can talk about the sub weapons. The cross is like there's no other reason. To it, it. Like, the, yeah, it's it, it's the cross and only the cross. It, right. There, um, which is sad because I in a lot of games holy water is really viable. Um, yeah. not here. It's yeah. it's it's just cross, especially for bosses. Um, yep. Because it does the multi-hit, and a lot of these bosses right. are damage sponges. So, but what did you mean by power-ups? The uh, sorry, the um, the stuff you get that uh, the Metroidvania sort of power-ups that let you uh, 
you know, traverse Tra- traverse the, the thing. So you're basically saying the wall kick, the the button that turns the caskets off. Um, after you beat Camilla, there's the there's the rocks feather jump high in the air thing. I think the best one of those was the rocks feather jump high in the air thing because mm-hmm. you immediately used so much of it. The the game became so it became like Kirby, and the fact that I was basically <laughs> flying in the air consistently and even the final boss um dracula form 2 utilizes you flying in the air not extensively mm-hmm. but well enough to where it's a major pattern yeah no for sure there's also some stuff that the sort of the the, the little um warrior like uh run and you know crash through a stone block uh yep. the ra- ramming or whatever is also useful for um for movement can be useful for you know just uh, if you if you time it right you can actually um, you can actually move very quickly in this game which is uh, which is cool um, the also I would say the the it all it all felt uh, very very good like the wall jump uh, is very generous with the timing and um, like you just have to press R when you're in the wall and just it was just stick to it and, and do the wall jump yeah and especially when coupled with the double jump it. It, it becomes very fun to move throughout, and it becomes fun to dance around the enemies as you scream yeah. past them. Almost like a little too much from... Well, I'm not really complaining, but like you could make the point that it's almost a bit too crazy for Castlevania. <laughs> like, uh, almost too mobile. I, 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 could, I could see an argument for that. I think it is one of the aspects of the game that makes it more sure. than special. You know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't sure. there, I think the game would be lesser. Yeah, it would be worse for it, of course. Yeah, um, right. It's weird. it's funny that you mentioned Kirby because the double tap. Uh, you mentioned having problems with that uh, beforehand, and uh, I said uh, that uh, it just reminds me of Kirby, and I'm used to that. So. I, I I didn't play Kirby that much. I didn't yeah, play Kirby yeah. enough to where tapping twice on the D-pad every time I wanted to move is natural to me. I have not. <laughs> right, I have right. not been at that point in life. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, anything else you wanna wanna highlight? I think. Uh... Um, I I I, I want to address some of the complaints I had real quick. This is gonna be the spiel, and then we can wrap up. Um, sure. the things I really didn't like about this game were how yeah. the emphasis was on grinding. You said earlier about uh the cards, like the DSS cards. You need to pick those up from enemy drops. And you also yep. need to pick up equipment from enemy drops. It is pretty much one of the only ways you can actually progress through the game. Truly, mm-hmm. is by farming, pretty much. And that's mm-hmm. not very pleasant to me. Um, I, I think there should have been a better way to at mm-hmm. least secure more luck. You can uh, you have a luck stat that sort of just helps with uh, drops. It dictates how... Uh, the percentage uh, of drops and you can ex- you know you can e- equip items that uh, um, that boost your luck and you can there's a card combo a pretty early one uh, that you can uh, with that combo when you trigger it you just have an you have like 25 percent increase in luck as well so there is ways to sort of switch into like uh, farming mode when you wanna when want a card to drop or some piece of equipment to drop you can temporarily like go all in on luck and uh yeah and do that and um (laughs) and i I guess just to say it for the sake of saying it um there's two optional areas uh which we both played 
Um, mm-hmm. It was the Grim Reaper and the, I think it's called something other than the Twin Dragons, but it's the two Dragon Heads. Um, right. Those two areas are technically optional. However, I would highly recommend them because if you don't do the Grim Reaper section, it makes the sewer section way harder. Um, and also, it, when you beat the game, there isn't like a secret unlockable character or anything. The only thing you can really do is um, start the game with different stats. But mm-hmm. those different stats uh, yield to wild, wildly different play styles. Like there's yeah. ones built solely on intelligence where you have all of the DSS cards from the start and uh, you're basically using your magic meter. That's that's the goal of the game. Or there's yeah. one work called Shooter, which is built solely for sub-weapons. And right. uh, the knife does like quadruple damage. Um, yes. So stuff like that I think is creative and is definitely a way to add replay value. Um, I wish that there was slightly more effort, but I can definitely appreciate how thought of how how well thought that system was uh, when mm-hmm, at first mm-hmm. glance I dismissed it. Where would you rank it in the pantheon of oh, Egovanias? You don't have to do all of Testmates, just Egovanias. I not I don't think I've played all of them. It's the thing. There's a lot and of them, so I'm not. I, I guess more so your general thoughts in that era. I really liked. I really liked. Uh, I really liked Dawn of Sorrow, um, which definitely had the problem with the touchscreen stuff, which was like super. Fluff, it was fluff. It was totally unnecessary, but uh, but that that one was great. Uh, I think Aria is great, but I don't remember it really. <laughs> um, Portrait is is had some really cool stuff. I don't think there's a bad one. Is there? A bad I, one I would agree with that, and I think I think the closest ones to the bad ones would be this or Harmony of Dissonance, and those are not necessarily bad. I think this is right. really good, and what you said earlier is when you play this, you like it, and you see sort of a proto form for everything else, so you appreciate exactly. it and respect it. But it's still like short. It's still like, like sh- also like short enough and still good, good enough on its own right that it's totally worth playing. I would say like it's not like oh, uh, there's no. This is like the other ones are like this 2.0. It's still like it's not. It's not like that. It's this is special in its own way. Yeah, don't skip yeah. this game. Is what I would don't, say. Don't don't skip this game. Um, all right. Do you have any other complaints? Uh, about it <laughs> no that was it that that was completely it fantastic so yeah uh that's circle of the moon in the in the can uh it's a wrap what what uh, game are we playing next pavlos i think it's uh dead rising what the 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 early xbox 360 <laughs> titles featuring frank west where you go into a mall and survive for three days across zombies right yeah the <laughs> Uh, the Capcom uh, zombie title featuring Fran West. Uh, what did you say? Uh, killing zombies in the mall. Sure, yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. Uh, um, you you can find me at, at Brogan Chatton on Twitter. I'm plugging now. I think it's good. Whoa, and whoa, uh, you whoa, can find whoa, us whoa. on thetwingeeks.com. <laughs> Where did this come from? Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm becoming better at podcasting. I'm evolving. Oh, okay. Then I have to be regressing, I, th- I guess. <laughs> keep it balanced <laughs> did you know the game was uh, I'm, I'm you know uh, not to shoot uh, 
shoot the load here, but uh, did you know they it was um, there was a Wii port? Yes, I'm aware. Well, it's that that one's a, a shooting gallery, but um, or like a yeah, isn't it like a light gun uh, shooter? No, no, it it is actually not a light gun shooter. Oh, I'm thinking of Dead Space. Sorry. Right. I just wanted to say, in Germany, it was banned. That was my entire thing that I wanted to say. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> like the for... Dead Rising? Yes, yes, yes. Oh man, how are you going to get this game? Oh uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I will go. Uh, I will go into the underground uh, games. The game underground uh, here in Berlin. And uh, I will emerge with a with a copy. <laughs> do what you gotta do. All right. Thank you very much. Long podcast. Thanks for sticking with it. Uh, see you next uh, next time. Bye, everybody.